When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. We are in bye week mode, but the 49ers are not resting. Um, they are making moves. We have some additions. We actually were able to claim somebody, Tack McKinley, which it does carry a lot of weight with it. Uh, we're going to go over Tack McKinley. We're going to go over a whole bunch of injury updates. Who the help? Uh, who's going to be coming back? Right? Uh, we we've you know we're on bye week finally. Thank God. Injuries have been you know immense, and we're finally going to get some of those players back. So we're going to hear from you know Michael. Uh, sorry, Michael, Coach Shanahan. He's going to update us on a lot of injuries. We're going to get into some Jimmy G talk uh, and answer questions as always. Love the countdown crew out in strong force. I love it on this Wednesday. Uh, man, it's great to be with you guys. If you have questions, go ahead and just tag me at John Chapman on the chat, where regardless of where you're listening, whether that's Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, wherever, and we'll try to get to some of your questions. Um, so let's start off talking about Tack McKinley. I think we have to do that because it's the most relevant news. It just dropped uh, about an hour and a half ago. Now, this is a this is a journey. <laughs> it, it's not as clear cut as just saying, "Hey, what do we know about this guy?" So let's jump back to when he was drafted in the first round of 2017 and came out of UCLA, first round draft pick. Now that that was a terrible draft. We know a lot about 2017 draft, but whatever. I digress. He's six foot two, two sixty five. He's an edge player, but he's not really your speed edge guy. Um, now his straight line speed is nuts. He ran a four five nine at the combine at two sixty five. That's pretty incredible. But he did have some of the lowest kind of shuttle and three cone numbers out there. He was in the bottom ten percent of almost any mobility exercise besides straight line speed. Now, so if, if we stay with that, it, this is my draft write up that I did on him before the draft. I had him ranked as my number four edge prospect, number seventeen overall. He ended up getting picked uh, number twenty six. So uh, you can kind of see I had a little bit higher grade on him out of UCLA. 
this is what I wrote before the draft. Uh, plays all over the line in blitzes from the mic spot on obvious passing downs. Uh, I think that kind of speaks to his versatility. He can line up at almost all four defensive line spots, uh, which, you know, obviously Robert Sala loves the versatility, but he's going to be an edge player for us. Crazy high motor every play. Always gives maximum effort. Um, it didn't matter what game film I turned on. And UCLA was pretty bad back then. A lot of the games UCLA would be getting blown out. It didn't matter. This guy was balls to the wall all the time. Um, long arms that he uses well. Holds the edge in the run game with the best of them. Amazing to watch on screen plays as he often catches the back out of the backfield 10 to 15 yards down the field. He is not an edge bender. <laughs> it's not an edge guy so if you're looking for that kind of speed rusher uh, that d ford was supposed to fulfill this ain't it that's not what he brings to the table um, not really a speed guy on the field but an effort guy um, strong side defensive end with heavy hands my nfl comparison for him was brian robison um, out of texas that i think he <laughs> was a starter for the minnesota vikings for 13 years so that's who he was before the draft now, he gets drafted, and he had an, a great rookie year and a great second year. Things were incredible for him. It's 17 and a half sacks in his career and 22 tackles for loss. However, the production completely died after his sophomore campaign, his junior year or his third year with the Falcons, he came out and just laid duds. Um, and this year, he, he didn't really do anything. He's only played 85 snaps this season through four games. Now, here's the deal. <laughs> there, there is baggage. He wanted to be traded last year and, you know, made that known to the Falcons. And supposedly, according to Tack McKinley, they turned down a second-round pick for him last year, and that upset him. Demanded to be traded again this year. And again, according to Tack McKinley, uh, they turned down a fifth and a sixth-rounder for him this year. After the trade deadline passed, he went he went crazy. Um, so MK Green, what's your take on this guy as far as being a toxic human? Um, are we so desperate that we're compromising our morality now? Well, first off, we're not the Chiefs, okay? Uh, we're not. I don't think we're compromising our morality here. Um, I mean, you look at just the I'm, the Chiefs lineup can fill up a prison lineup. I swear to God. Not that everybody on the Chiefs bad, but they love the Seahawks, Dallas Cowboys, Chiefs. Those teams, there's a few other ones. Uh, you throw the Raiders in there, of course, but it, there are teams that just have no morals whatsoever. You can't say that about Tech. Now, do, is what Tech did wrong, where he went public and just started saying, why didn't you trade me? I don't want to be here. You're not playing me. Get me out of here. And it kind of worked, and the NFL is kind of showing – this is what teams, what players have to do to get their way. You see some players going so far like Antonio Brown that they're just, you know, almost insane. But I don't think, I would not put Tech in that issue. Now, is he a locker room guy? Uh, that, that's going to be up for debate. Insane strong personality. Um, you know, we always joke around about George Kittle wanting to be a WWE and all that stuff. Well, guess what? Tack has, <laughs> he is going to be a WWE personality. Like he is that. He has already said um, after football's over, he is going to become a professional rest wrestler. Go back and watch his draft footage whenever he got drafted and he dropped like two or three F-bombs <laughs> um, on the draft stage in front of Goodell, just went ham. The guy, he's he's got the personality for it. There's no doubt about that. I Again, 
I do not consider him um, MK. I don't put him in that at all. Um, I, I don't think that that's what it is. Now, do we need help at the position? Hell yeah, we do. Now, Jordan Willis has been great. But here's what's interesting about getting Tack McKinley. First off, we, we didn't win him. The Bengals won him. They claimed him before us, but he failed their physical. We knew that, and we still went out and got him. And here's why I think it's important. This is the last year of his deal, his rookie year. Uh, he's going to cost us about $874,000 this year against the cap. Okay, so it's not a whole bunch for a former first-round pick. But he's a free agent next year. Uh, the fifth-year option obviously has been declined as they waived him, all those other whatever. So there's no fifth-year option because he's a first-round pick. Now, a couple things. What if he fits? We need defensive ends. D Ford's done. Okay, that, that's not throw that out the window. Obviously, you're getting Nick Bosa back. You got Eric Armstead. You want to keep Kerry Hyder, but this gives us the opportunity to perhaps get somebody in the building that can perform, see how they fit. If he balls out, well, he might be able to sign somewhere else. He's a defensive end, which would be uh, he'd get a sizable contract if he does ball out. You might be able to get a comp pick for this kid. Um, it won't be a high one by any stretch, but it is possible. So, and if it is a fit, you just sign him and you keep him. Uh, the talent is there. First round picks will always get more opportunities. Um, I, I really like this claim. I, I really, really do. I didn't think we had a shot in hell at getting them, but after he failed um, the Bengals, uh, physical, hey, why not go get them? I, I think that this is great. I, I really, really do. And you could sit him. Let's say he's not healthy. He doesn't pass his physical, whatever. Just sit him for a few weeks. There's there's no reason. Let him get out there, you know, kind of week 15, 16, 17. See what you got and see if this is a piece that you want to keep for the future. You know, I see Tack McKinley. If he does pan out, that's Solomon Thomas' spot. Now, a lot of people say Solomon Thomas is going to be brought back on a team-friendly deal, and it's high likelihood, amazing locker room guy. But Tack McKinley is going to be way cheaper, and we get to see what he can do now. It's a tryout. That's all it is, and it's at a major position of weakness. So I, I do like that. Um, I really, really do. Uh, for Mr. Superfly said, just throwing it out there, I know we just got Tack. What would it have taken for us to get Chase Winovich from New England? One, they love him. Um, and he's super cheap. I doubt that the Patriots would move away from Chase Winovich. He is a perfect fit in that system. Um, I really liked him out of uh, Michigan as well. I don't think that they're willing to get rid of him. And is he a fit in our system? Eh, a little bit. They th Their D-line is weird. Um, they're a little bit more of a 3-4 than a 4-3, but even though they do both, they're a multiple front. But yeah, you couldn't get Chase Winovich away. Um, you would have had to give a second rounder plus to get him, I think. I just think that's kind of where you see. Um, from Dr. Blocktopus, do you see a long-term future for Tack, and why did he fail his physical with the Bengals? One, uh, that information usually is never released unless the player or the agent talks about why the physical was failed. You get into health records, all that other kind of stuff. Um, so we don't know. Uh, but what we do know is the 49ers doctors get to take a look at them. And guess what? Let You get them in the building. You let your doctors take a look at them. And if for some reason you're like, oh, wow, this is really, really bad, you just wave them. It costs you absolutely nothing, kind of like what the Bengals did. 
So it, you just you get you put it out there and you see what's going to happen. So not a big deal. This is a super low risk. The money again, eight hundred seventy four thousand dollars this year. Free agent next year. Super low risk, high reward. That's kind of the idea that is there. So I like Tech. I, I want to see what's going to happen. He hasn't been very good lately. But eh, we'll have to kind of see what happens there. But I, I really do like that we're trying to get an influx of you know talent at that position because here's the deal. And Kyle Shanahan's going to talk about this. Playoffs are still a possibility, guys. Now, <laughs> you can look across betting formats and all these kind of predictors or whatever. It comes out to like a 10% chance, but it's a possibility. And with this team, I wouldn't put it past them. I don't think that we will make the playoffs, but I do think it is a possibility. Now, let's let's transition. Let's talk injuries, okay? Because we did not come out of the game crystal clear, unfortunately. Um, there are some players with injuries, and Kyle Shanahan's at home. <laughs> it, it is the bye week, so the video clips that uh, I show you are going to be Kyle Shanahan chilling at his home. So, uh, Kyle Shanahan, run us through quickly the injuries that were suffered versus the Saints. Guys, the uh, injury... From the game, we had Cyprian who had a hamstring. He'll be out a few weeks. Um, Hasty broken collarbone. Uh, he'll have to have surgery, be done for the year. Maiden had a quad strain, um, likely done for the year. And that's it. Uh, so it, no, nothing major. The Hasty injury was was a bummer. Um, but I hate to say this, being the president of the Hasty fan club and all. You're about to get back, and that's what we're going to be talking about next. The players come back from COVID. You're probably going to be getting back two more running backs, um, possibly three eventually. But it's, it does kind of suck because you saw the the hope for what Hasty could be, and then he just had two bad games in a row. A couple missed assignments, a couple rookie errors. Um, kind of could have taken his hit and run with it. But he's a guy that's going to be in the mix next year. 49ers up against the salary cap. Are you going to bring back Jarek McKinnon? I don't think so. Are you going to bring back Tevin Coleman? I don't think so. So you're talking about Hasty as a possibility for the future kind of number two, number three spot. Jeff Wilson, I think he'll come back. But, I mean, you could look at a backfield of Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty. Man, I'd be pretty cool with that. I don't think many 49ers fans would have an issue uh, with that backfield moving forward. But we'll have to see what happens. Maybin finally gets called up. Uh, probably done for the year is what Kyle Shanahan said, which is rough. But let's hear real quick about the returners. And this is huge. I'm hopeful to have him back next week versus the Rams. Flanagan fouls. Hopeful to have him back also. Um, Debo's in that same boat. Um, hopeful for the Rams. Kwan Williams will still um, be out more weeks than that. Um, other guys coming back from IR um, that aren't on the 53-man. We got um, Raheem. I'm hopeful to get him back for the Rams. And Zacha, um, outside chance for the Rams, hopefully the week after. Um, hoping to get Sherm back this week. And um, Jeff Wilson, um, not expecting for the Rams, has a chance, but um, hopefully the week after. It here's here's what's great usually whenever we have these log injury clips it's because all these players are out now we've got a long clip from kyle shedhead talking about all of the players that are coming back Woo! the reinforcements have arrived it's like the the scene in avengers in game whenever the guy comes everybody shows up that was dead but not dead but was dead i don't know whatever that's where we're at and 
oh my gosh, I, I think probably the most important, which is crazy to say this, is the running back position. The fact that Raheem Mostert, because you go back to weeks one and two, we haven't had any big plays from the running back position. It just hasn't happened. Our running game hasn't looked great since Raheem's been out. When Raheem's in there, we've got a chance. I, I really do think that this team is going to look night and day different moving forward because Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, that's great. Debo, good lord. We see what this offense can do with Debo and without it. And Kyle Shanahan's play calling changes when Debo's not out there. He, he totally goes into a different wavelength and a, a almost timid uh, play calling. He doesn't do any of the fun, whatever, jet sweeps and all that kind of stuff. He just, he, he loses it. So to get those guys back is huge. DFF, quality special teams guy, that's great. Backup, um, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more later in the week about defense because uh, Marcel Harris played great at the linebacker position. That was a lot of fun to watch. And then Richard Sherman. Holy freaking cow. Richard Sherman. He's back. Uh, he's been practicing for a week now. And, man, you're starting corners. Emmanuel Mosley's not going to be starting anymore, which is crazy in a good way. I love E-Man. I, I think he's been incredible. But Sherman and Verrett on the outside, I don't think there's any debate on who is going to be the starting quarters moving forward. The only issue is who is going to be the field quarter and who's going to be the boundary quarter. Which, you know, when Sherman was healthy, he was the field corner, which goes to the wide side of the field, um, wherever the more field is, the more space. And then when Verrett started balling out, then they moved him to that field corner spot. So, again, we already have our pecking order of outside corner. Man, having Emmanuel Mosley come off the bench as your number three outside wide receiver, whew, that's going to be fun to watch. This defense, it, it's going to be getting a little bit of an uptick. Now, a couple names weren't mentioned. Ronald Blair, gosh. He had some setbacks with his ACL. Who knows if he's going to come back. Uh, you know, as mentioned, week 12, about a month ago, Kyle Shanahan said they're targeting week 12. Ben Garland, uh, week 12. Western Richburg, week 12. None of them are going to be a possibility, unfortunately. So, it's... I don't know. I don't want to put it on our strength and conditioning coaches or their programs or doctors or whatever, but golly, seems like we never get players back when they say we're going to get them back. Um, and then eventually down the line, obviously Jeff Wilson and Mark Mazocha, who were mentioned, I think that they are going to be back eventually. Um, now, we do have some bad news with COVID, and we're going to get into those. But real quick, let's get a real quick word from our sponsor, my bookie. <laughs> Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now... They have $100,000, you heard me, $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. 
you too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers49ERS 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started, and if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All right. Now, COVID. Um, it is it's bad. It's bad everywhere. Um, it, it, it's bad everywhere in the NFL who has done the best job the best job of mitigating the spread. Oh, we're, we're in some rough times. Um, you know, the 49ers, obviously, we've got two players on there now. Eric Armstead and Javon Kinlaw are on the COVID-19 list. Um, Kyle Shanahan did say as well that we are going to have some close contacts that are going to be removed as well. Good thing it's bye week. Uh, so hopefully for their health, they're okay. Uh, they get through this, but we'll have to see what happens because... If it wasn't the bye week, we would be screwed, <laughs> to say the least. Losing two more starters on this defensive line would be rough. Um, but it, the good thing is, again, the bye week. So the 49ers were supposed to be in the facility for the next couple of days, just workouts, whatever else. They've closed down the facility all the way up until Friday. Nobody's going to be in the 49ers facility until Friday. There's no practices this week, zero. They're going to have a walkthrough on Friday and Saturday, but that's it. And, you know, the players do have to show up every single day at before 11 a.m. That's their timeline to get tested for COVID, then go back home. So the facility's closed, but they have to go to the facility every day, get tested, then go home. It's kind of a weird time, man. Look at the Raiders. The Raiders' entire defensive line has COVID, and then some. I think they're up to about 9 or 10 players. But... It, it's a mess right now. Um, you know, the NFL has already put in place contingency plans. If games have to be canceled, I'm telling you right now, games are going to be canceled. Um, it's it's going to move into at least moving to week 18, where they bump everything back a week, and there's an extra week where probably six teams will play if it determines playoff seeding and things like that. But this is dangerous, man. We, we better be careful out there because, one, we don't – you don't want anybody getting sick, period. But, man, 49ers better be on top of this. And you look at Eric Armstead. I mean, his his wife is a freaking doctor. Um, I mean, they know what they're doing. They're just, it's, it's just bad right now. All right, here we go. Let's turn to the quarterback. Let's talk some Jimmy Garoppolo talk. Because if you are on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you have seen these quotes. So I want to play them for you in their entirety from Kyle Shanahan. And then let's talk <laughs> because if a football team doesn't have a quarterback or have faith in their quarterback, nothing else really matters. You got to have that quarterback position knocked down. And Jimmy Garoppolo, you have to say this, when he was healthy, you look back at 2019, top five in almost every statistical category, won so many games, got his team to the Super Bowl. Um, I don't care what you say. You say, oh, well, Kyle doesn't have faith in him. Blah, blah, blah. Disagree. Disagree. Now, I, I'm kind of a little bit, I'm a moderate <laughs> whenever it comes to the Jimmy G polarization uh, scale. I don't think that he is one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, and I don't think that Kyle Shanahan hates him, and we got to move on. Um, I'm a little bit in the middle. 
but anyway, let's get an update on the injuries first. Then we'll talk about the future. So here's the update on Jimmy's ankle. Yeah, I'm really holding out hope that Jimmy can get back and um, play some games with us. And I'm hoping down that, hoping that we can um, change a little bit of our um, outcomes. So when he does come back and hopefully a few other people are coming back for a reason. Um, but Jimmy did have a real bad ankle injury. It's very good. They didn't have to sur have surgery because that's what gives him a chance. Um, but I, I know he's, and I think he just got out of his boot and um, we're still a little bit of ways from getting there, but that's what I'm holding out hope for. Yeah. And so again, sticking with this whole Jimmy thing, like you want to get him back. If he had to have surgery, it would have been done. The initial timeline was four to six weeks from his second injury. So you're talking about getting him back week 14, week 15, week 16, somewhere around there. And you better get him back. So, and I'll say this. It doesn't matter if you're the anti-Jimmy crowd or you're Jimmy's the most handsome person. He's going to be my quarterback forever. Doesn't matter. You need to get him back. <laughs> you need to get him back healthy and get him at least two games. Because if he comes back in those two games and just completely healthy and he still stinks it up, that's going to drive home the fact, okay, it's time to move on. If you get him back and he balls out, that's going to calm everybody down. Right, so so you got to figure out exactly where he's at, and you can't do that unless he's on the field healthy. You know, I said before he got injured, once the season was kind of going the way that it was, I think it was at like the three and three point. I was like, the number one thing that has to be decided this year, the number one thing, is Jimmy the quarterback of the future? That's it. If you don't figure that out, not only was twenty twenty uh, by our record a failure. Now you're talking personnel and future of the organization of failure as well. You got to figure it out. So hopefully we get him back. Now, Kyle Shanahan, they, they kind of doubled down and they asked him again, the beat writers, talk about Jimmy Garoppolo in the future. I mean, what does that look like? And this was the quote that kind of, you know, obviously he's going to say what he's going to say and all that stuff. What else is he supposed to say? But let's hear it from him. There's, I, I expect Jimmy to be our starter next year. I mean, I expect him to come and play with us this year. Um, you know, we have six games left. We are not out of the playoffs yet. You know, I've been on a team that was three and six going into a bye week that ended up winning their division. Um, I think we have guys on this team capable of finishing this the right way. Uh, we got to do one game at a time, and I hope Jimmy can come back and be a part of that. But um, to think that we've made any decisions on anybody going into the future is, isn't the case. Jimmy's won a lot of games for us this year. It's a lot harder to win games when he's not here. And um, just hoping we can get him back. He is 100% right that we have won a lot of games with Jimmy. And we have not won a lot of games with anybody else at quarterback. Now, again, the competition isn't Jimmy G versus Nick Mullins or CJ Beathard. We'll talk about them in a second. The competition is Jimmy G versus everybody else. <laughs> versus everybody else. Um, that's, that's the rough part. What do you want to do there? You know, I, I put this up on, you know, I just put the poll up on my Twitter. And anytime I put a poll up on Twitter, I piss people off, which is hilarious to me. And that's okay. I don't, I feel like my spiritual gift is offending people. Um, and I take great pride in it. But the, <laughs> here's how I phrase the question. Yeah, I try to make it as neutral as possible just because I don't want to persuade the results in any way. It doesn't mean I agree with the poll. I'm just putting a question out there. Who will be the starter for the 49ers in 2021? Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else? That's it. Like, just leave it. No explanation. Just boom. Question, you vote. Um, right down the middle. 
Uh, Jimmy was a little bit on the underside. So people that voted Jimmy Garoppolo, 46.5%, and someone else, 53.5%. So I get... <laughs> I don't know why that upsets people, but it's really, really funny. I, I feel like if I put anything out there, because, again, like I consider myself a little bit in the middle, I think you can win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, golly, we were six minutes away from that. Uh, if the defense makes one or two stops or you call the helmet to hit, a helmet leading with a helmet hit where Jimmy got freaking knocked out on the interception play, game's a different story. But he he played way better than Patrick Mahomes did for three and a half quarters. Just the end, Mahomes went off. Um, so I do think that you can win with Jimmy Garoppolo. Do I think that he's a top 10 quarterback? No, I don't. So what's that mean? Personally, if I had to bet on it, and there's a lot of contingencies here, because I get it. Everybody's like, oh, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson, BYU. Guess what? <laughs> on you know one of the podcasts I listen to, um, you know a draft podcast that just talks about draft stuff year round. Zach Wilson went number three <laughs> in their mock draft that they did this week. Number three. I don't think that's going to happen, but understand the 49ers aren't picking top three. And if you want to trade up there, that's fine. But you're going to have to spend everything to get up there. And this team has needs, and we don't have money to to pay somebody else. But anyway, I digress. If one of the four, well, I should say one of the two, because Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, they're gone. You have zero chance to get them. But I do think one of the following two will fall a little bit. Trey Lance, North Dakota State, and Wilson, BYU. If one of them are on the board, when the 49ers are picking, depending on where that is, we're picking 12th currently. But if one of them are on the board, I think you take them. I really, really do. And I think you keep Jimmy Garoppolo. The ideal situation... For any team, getting a rookie quarterback is is not what's happening to Joe Burrow right now. That's not it. That's not it. You want to groom a quarterback to play. You want the Ryan Fitzpatrick Tua model. You want the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes model. That's what teams want. Um, so personally, if if I was picking, and let's just say it's the 12th pick, and one of those quarterbacks falls, I would take them. But I will not, again, I'm not mortgaging everything to jump up and get a quarterback. I'm not going to do it. I'll give a first-round pick. I might even jump up two or three spots. That's fine. I'm fine with that if one of them falls. But do not mortgage your future uh, for a quarterback. Not with the 49ers roster. It would be different if we had a shitty team. But we don't. The 49ers has a competing team with 21 players on IR. Like, we're We're good. And in 2021, we're going to be one of the top three favorite teams to win a Super Bowl, even if Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback. So you move forward and you you keep playing with Jimmy Garoppolo. This is just my own personal opinion currently, right? Week 11, I think it is. That's what I would do. But I would not uh, just go all ham and give two firsts and jump up and all that stuff. Nope, I would not do that. But again, that's just me. Now, what's that mean for the backups? Because... Man, Ugh. Nick Mullins has been not good. <laughs> Nick Mullins has been bad. He's been really, really bad. We have seen him great in two matchups, and we've seen him awful the rest of the time. But again, even Nick Mullins started off incredible. I think he was 9 for 11 to start the game. And then turnovers started happening and all that stuff. So the question was asked, 
who's going to be starting moving forward. And I, I thought that this was awesome. And Kyle Shanahan kind of went in depth about his view of backup quarterbacks and the difference between a backup quarterback job and a starting quarterback job. I thought that this was probably the best part of his entire uh, press conference that he had yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to answer that the wrong way. So I get a question every day like, who is it today? You know, that's why, I mean, Nick is our guy, but I also try to make not as big of a deal as it could come off. That's um, both of them are our backup quarterback to Jimmy and both of them are, we're capable of winning with. And I think our players know that too, to where if there was ever something that I thought it gave us an advantage over one or the other, I wouldn't hesitate to do it. Um, it wouldn't be the biggest deal to me. Like even in that new Orleans game, you know, I thought, I thought, um, I thought Nick played very well. Um, there's a time I was like, man, maybe we should just put in CJ just to try to spark something um, to where I want to consider that normally if, you know, with Jimmy, Jimmy's been our true number one guy and that's how the team treats him and everything. And it's just not as um, emotional like that as it would be in a normal situation. So, I mean, yes, Nick's our guy. I don't plan on just changing every series or every week. Um, but I also know it's not um, the biggest deal in the world. When we can put in either guy, our team will respond the same way. And both of those guys are always prepared to go in like they're the starter, whether they're the two or the three. So um, I just don't think it's as pivotal of a discussion as it normally is with, hey, did he lose his job? Did he keep his job? It's, they're both our backup quarterbacks, and they're going to be for most of the rest of this year. Hopefully, Jimmy will be able to come back. But until then, they're both just trying to hold down the fort. We got and I think that's so telling. It, this isn't – you know, a quarterback controversy. And, and I love how he defines, look, you are backup quarterbacks. That is your job. You are backups. You're not fighting for a starting job right now. It's just not going to be a thing. And so will we see CJ? I think one more bad performance. I think you give Nick Mullins the bye week as the starter, but they're both getting one reps. Um, I, I don't... I know CJ looked good in the two-minute drill whenever he came in. Um... But personally, I think Nick Mullins, I would prefer to have Nick Mullins. Um, I, I just, I, I think that he has what it takes to win some games. And we're 49ers going to win some games. We're, we're not losing out. That's not happening. Um, anyway, so take that for what you will. Let's, let's get some questions real quick. I do want to say the greatest hashtag I have ever seen in my life. Uh, I'm nobody you need to know. Always shows up. Faithful listener. I really do appreciate all the support. Um, the hashtag CC is, if you don't know, that's for the countdown crew. We get, do giveaways every single month. Um, if you just do hashtag CC, uh, at the first minute and a half of the episode, you get entered into the drawing for that. Here's what he had to, ha this is one hashtag, mind you. Hashtag, had to drive to my mother's to feed her dog, so I was on the road when the show started, so could not be CC. Love it, man. That is incredible. Uh, appreciate the effort, brother. Uh, from Josh, he says, what are your thoughts on McGlinchey? Man, here's the thing. McGlinchey has a play or two every week where he looks like the worst player in the NFL. And so you want to put together like a, a negative highlight reel on McGlinchey, you're going to say, what the hell is wrong with this guy? And obviously those are the plays that get thrown up on Twitter and all that stuff, and rightfully so. Because all those result in negative plays. But there's 77 plays a game, right? Or 70 plays, whatever it is. Every game changes, obviously. The other 68 plays, he's incredible. The problem with McGlinchey is just 
consistency. He just has one or two of those boneheaded plays where he gets blown up and gets his quarterback killed, and you can't do that. You know, this is third year. He's got to step up. But if you made the argument, and Pro Football Focus would back me up on this, and the film does too, he is the best run-blocking offensive tackle in the zone scheme in the NFL. He's a better run blocker than Trent Williams. I, that's just the reality of the numbers. Do I think Trent Williams is better than McGlinchey? Oh my God, yes. It's not even close. But as far as run blocking goes, McGlinchey's pretty damn good. He just, again, he's got those plays. He's got to get them fixed. He's got to get them fixed. Um, let's see here from JL. With the interest in Baker, should they look into Desir? Yeah, Pierre Desir, I like him, but our corners are healthy now. Because Kello Weatherspoon's been a healthy scratch for the past two weeks, right? You're getting Richard Sherman back. Now you have, you know, three to four outside corners. So if you do bring him on, I'd be fine for a practice squad to see how it fits. Because, again, his body type really fits what we want to do. But he gives up so many big plays. Um, and he's he just kind of bouncing around everywhere. I do like him. If we jump back a month ago, yeah, but we should have got Pierre Desaire. I, I'd love to bring him in. But now we're healthy. Um, so take that for what you want. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> how do you how do you started these shows when I'm out running errands lately? Bad timing. I apologize. I try to wait as long as I can, but I'm a morning person. I get up about five, so uh, I go to bed about seven thirty or eight o'clock most nights unless football's on. Uh, I'm a weird person. Sorry about that. All right, from MK Green, John. When do you anticipate the law of averages will kick in for our injuries? It's it's been a bad year, man, and you're right. It's got to happen eventually. And you look at okay, the healthiest team in the NFL probably could argue is the Saints until they played us. Uh, Drew Brees has like. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn ten dollars into a thousand with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app and here's what's great it, it you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country including california texas and georgia on top of that you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action some of these player props nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds anthony davis more than two blocks lillard four three-pointers made you get a pick exactly how you want to use your bets so download the app today use code 49ers 49ERS for a deposit match up to $100 again that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100 over on prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola Pepsi or 7-Up all with your card shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today Kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply see site for details a punctured lung and broken ribs and all that stuff on a clean hit, mind you. But it's it's kind of, yeah, eventually something's got to go our way. You look at the Super Bowl last year, we had 16 players on IR heading into the Super Bowl. That was absurd. Now it's just, ugh, 
<laughs> it, it's gross. Russ, uh, he says, Mr. Chapman, happy Wednesday to us all and to the faithful. I hope all is well. It is well, man. Uh, anytime we get to talk Niners football, it's a great thing. And you look at this year. Man, Russ, I appreciate that. I love the positivity. We were so pissed off that we might lose our season. Do you all remember that? We were so pissed off. And because of COVID and all the other stuff, and we're just like, man, let's have a season. Let us have a season. We have a season. Goes terribly. <laughs> all the injuries, you know, whatever else. But we still have 49ers football. And I understand the product that is on the field sometimes is frustrating. Um, especially whenever you jump out 10 nothing against the number one seed in the NFC on the road, and you're like, oh my God, we're going to do it. But we just got to just relish what this is. Eight and no seasons don't happen. In fact, they've happened twice in the 49ers' history. Last year was great. This brought us down to reality. But one thing that I do have faith in, um, our coaching staff and our organization, you know, the question was posed to John Lynch. Do you try to make a run for the Super Bowl now, or do you try to build greatness for the future? And I think we could do both. And I think that's where we are. And it, it, I think this is one of the years where you will look back and say, man, you remember that 2020 season when we had all those injuries and we got all those other players, snap counts and lots of playing time? This is going to contribute to the depth of the team in 2021 and 2022. Uh, what would have happened if we never got to see Jason Verrett? Now he's freaking playing like a Pro Bowl corner again. We'll have to see. He's been healthy. He's been playing well. Who knows? Uh, we'll have to see what happens. So there are some positives. And, man, I really do appreciate that because we need that sometimes. Matt, he asked this. Have there been any updates on Richburg? I'm really hoping we don't rush him so he's ready for 2021. Man, Richburg's been injured. He was born injured. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan was asked about Ben Garland, and he said he's still a couple weeks away. But, yeah, Richburg, I, I don't think we're even going to see him. I really, really don't. I don't think he plays at all this year. I'm getting to the point where I don't think even Blair is going to play this year, which breaks my heart. We need him more now than ever. Um, anyway, it's just what it is. Niner Drag, we need more than just a bunch of run blockers for any quarterback to succeed in this offense. Why not invest in the line and prepare for healthy bodies to come back? I, I'm with you. I want to invest. We have to have a right guard and a center. Now, I will say Daniel Brunskill's played really, really well in his two games as center. He's played great. That right guard spot, even when Brunskill was there, it's been bad for a long time, for a very long time. I want to draft a guard in the top three rounds, period. You got Colton McKivitz. You know, he, he's getting some work in there. He played, he played awful. He had a terrible game. He played so bad, he made Tom Compton look good. And Tom Compton does not look good. <laughs> but I, I do think our tackles, I mean, McGlinchey was the number nine overall pick. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. What more could you invest? How pissed off would everybody be if we took a right tackle with our uh, pick uh, in the upcoming year? I don't know. How, I think with Tristan Wirfs, right, was on, so go back to the 2020 draft. Tristan Wirfs was on the clock, and Joe Staley was supposed to be coming back. If we would have took Tristan Wirfs there, I think everybody would have been happy, but then we got Trent Williams. I'm so glad we got Trent Williams. Now, we're going to have to pay him a lot, uh, no doubt about that, but yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Um, we'll have to see what happens, but you know, with McGlinchey, he's going into his, this is his third year. They're going to pick up his fifth-year option. I'm telling you that right now. 
and you you can be upset. I, I don't care. Look across the NFL at tackles. Most teams don't have one good tackle, let alone two. I, I think I would put McGlinchey in the good tackle category, but you're right. Those mistakes are bad, man. Um, so Mr. Superfly87, yeah, what do I see him doing McGlinchey down the line? I think you sign him to a fifth year. You pick up his fifth year option, and you try to correct because you see how great he can be. He's just not consistent. He's just not there. Anita, uh, what about Josh Johnson? Yeah, I think he's just an emergency quarterback now. That's just what he's going to be. If CJ or Nick Mullins gets hurt, then you bring him up. But I, I don't think that he's going to get an opportunity ahead of those two people. Um, I just don't see it. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I just don't think it happens. Let's see here from Lewis. Do you think we keep Jason Verrett, Trent, and Fred all next year? So first off, Fred is, he's not going anywhere. He's under contract still. So Fred, that's an extension candidate, which will probably be pushed back because of the low cap for 2021. Fred, 100%. Jason Verrett, I think Jason Verrett is staying. I, I don't think um, we are the team that gave him a chance last year and we stayed with him. I think he loves where he is. I would put Jason Verrett, 90% he stays. Trent, Here's the deal. Guess what? <laughs> Kyle Shedahead was asked about this. So let's talk about, let's let uh, Kyle talk about Trent and the future here with the 49ers. I mean, we'll have to deal with next year. I mean, yeah, I hope not. And I mean, Trent knows how I feel about him and how our whole team feels about him. And I think Trent feels the same. So hopefully it makes sense for him to stay here. And um, I know it makes sense for us. Um, but it's, I mean, it's the tough part about this league. we got a lot of good players and um, we've worked real hard to build our roster up and that's why we've had to make tough decisions last year. We're going to have to do it again this year. But everything's tied together. Um, but I, I know Trent is very important to me and very important to our team and someone I went around here for a while. Yeah, so I, to answer your question again, um, Lewis, yeah, I think Trent is going to be top priority. Maybe you franchise tag him if you can't do whatever. He is older. He hasn't been paid really in two years. But Trent turned down... Uh, they could, the, what's it called? I apologize. Whenever Washington didn't want to trade Trent to the 49ers because they hate Kyle Shanahan. Minnesota Vikings offered more. They offered a second round pick for him and they offered him a new contract and he still didn't want to go there. He wants to be with the 49ers. He wants to be with Kyle Shanahan. There's no doubt about that. Um, so I think Trent will be back, but that's going to be a weird as hell contract because you can't, it's got to be the most backloaded contract in the history of the NFL. Because guess what? Trent Williams is the number one offensive tackle across the board from Pro Football Focus. Uh, he's had some bad plays. He had two bad games. But the positive plays that Trent Williams does on a consistent basis are incredible. You look at Trent versus Mike McGlinchey, Trent's just better everywhere. Uh, he's more consistent. He's... And he hasn't played football in two and a half years before this season. Uh, Trent is going to be our left tackle of the future. So, you know, I would say uh, Fred Warner, 100% 2021. Jason Verrett, 90%. I'd say Trent Taylor, 80% just because how much money he's going to be commanding. You're talking 17, 18 million for that guy. Um, so man, throw that where you want to be. Mr. Superfly, do you think we will sign Sherman back in the offseason? No, I do not. Um, he will be 33 years old. No, I don't. 
Not that I don't want him back. I just don't see it. Again, because of those prior names. You want to bring back Trent Williams. Jason Verrett is younger, has played just as well as Sherman this year, and he's going to be way cheaper. Um, if we do bring back Sherman, I'd be very, very happy. I just don't see it because of the money. Um, I could see Sherman going to a team that has a lot of cap space um, and will pay him. That's thinks they're as close to can be to a Super Bowl. That's where he's going to go. Um, anyway, all that being said, I think that this where the 49ers are right now is way better than we were a month ago, way better than we were a week ago. So where you should be <laughs> as the faithful and where our mindset should be currently is one of hope. It really should be because we're going to get to see a pretty damn good product on the field. Now the quarterback play has to step up, but you're getting all these guys back. Imagine what the team will look like with an actual running game. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's coming, folks. So anyway, uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you guys for listening, subscribing. Uh, hit that like button. That helps us out a lot. Leave a review on iTunes if you haven't already. But as always, love this. Stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.